In this month's episode of Speak Out and Play, I talk about the changes to the channel for the rest of the year, what videos I've been working on recently, what videos are scheduled for December, the monthly Warfighter Corner, and how to improve your videos for your Wargaming YouTube channel. All this and more on Speak Out and Play. Hello and welcome to Speak Out and Play, a monthly podcast that brings you the latest happenings on the Seek Out and Play YouTube channel. There is also a podcast that is on BuzzFeed and Spotify where you can listen to Speak Out and Play before it is posted on YouTube. And for those who want to support the channel, I have a Patreon page as well and you get to listen to the episodes 48 hours in advance. So, let's get started. For, I believe, the first time since I started this channel back in 2019, I have managed to complete all the videos for the first six months of the following year on time. In fact, I completed the 20 videos on the 16th of November, which is Statehood Day in Oklahoma, where I was born, raised, and I'm still here. I managed to complete the videos before in this manner, but only for the fall, not for the following spring. Uh, the fact that it did happen before Thanksgiving is a trend that I hope to continue for upcoming years. So what does that mean? Well, it means that the 20 videos are of a timeless nature. That means that they are good today, tomorrow, and for many tomorrows to come. Uh, that doesn't mean I'm not going to make any more videos for the months starting in January 2024 to the end of June. It just means that when I do make such videos, they will be replacing the ones that are there, which will be then be moved back to the fall. Uh, you might have noticed that I said 20 and not 26, because six months consist of 26 weeks, and that leads me to my next announcement. You may have noticed that Thrilling Tales is not here. Instead, I decided to push back the monthly Speak Out and Play podcast to the end of the month. I did that because it just makes more sense to announce uh, videos that are upcoming on the channel per month rather than over the next few weeks. And putting Speak Out and Play at the end of the month allows me to do that. Also, producing Speak Out and Play is considerably less time-consuming, and I can cover more subjects that may be of interest to listeners just like you. Uh, Thrilling Tales is not gone, but I'm not seeing it come back to the Seek Out and Play YouTube channel, save for the annual Attack of the Mutants video that I make for October. And perhaps the occasional theme podcast for months such as April or June, which are Russian Front and Resistance Months, respectively. So, Thrilling Tales, if it does come back early next year, will probably be just in podcast form. I may also include it on the Speak Out and Play YouTube channel video, uh, just to put it in there, just to mix things up. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of work. I mean, it's uh, thrilling tales is a lot of work. So, uh, I'd rather deliver you something that you seem to be more interested in and hopefully this will be it. Now, speaking of each month of the year, if you notice, uh, each Wednesday of the month offers a different type of video. Uh, the programming for this channel that I've made is as follows. The first Wednesday is usually a slightly longer form video, like an overview, expanded rules explanations, or a personal essay. Uh, the second Wednesday of each month is Warfighter Wednesday, and so I talk about all things Warfighter, usually posting a video about an unboxing, rules explanations, 
things like that. The third Wednesday is optional rules, shorter rules, and play example demonstrations for games other than Warfighter. And that continues. And then the fourth and final Wednesday is for the Speak Out and Play podcast. Now, for months that have a fifth Wednesday, the fourth Wednesday will be about an out-of-print game. I usually call that Blast from the Past. And it's normally an overview or perhaps an optional rule or rules explanation of that out-of-print game. Uh, That will mean that Speak Out and Play will be the fifth on the fifth Wednesday of the month instead of the fourth for months that have five Wednesdays. Now, the one exception to that is probably going to come up in October of 2024 when I'll probably have the annual Attack and the Mutants video on the fifth Wednesday since that's the 30th. And that seems to be pretty appropriate for a rather scary B-movie type game, especially if it's done in Thrilling Tales style. So that'll be the one exception, but everything else will be Speak Out and Play will be the last video on the YouTube channel for the month. And speaking of that, let's talk about what's in the works for the channel that I have been doing behind the scenes. Well, the holiday season, that's what's in the works. After finishing the videos for the spring, I'm going to take a little time off before I dive back into creating videos. There are a couple of games which are primed for videos that I have. One of them is Freezing Inferno, and I'm looking forward to making a video about that. And also, the just-released Kickstarter by DVG, the Heroic Stand series, I have Thermopylae. So I'm going to make a video about Freezing Inferno and Thermopylae. That will appear early next year, probably the first week of January and then the first week of February. And so that's, uh, that's what's on tap for that. And I look forward to making videos for both of those games and uh, usually will probably be how to play videos. I like to make something instructional. I really don't like making overview videos that much anymore. I'd rather do something more instructional and, uh, you know, to teach you how to play it just in case you might be interested in it. So I'm playing both games uh, pretty much right now so I can get them prepped and ready so I can shoot the videos next month. Now you might ask, why do I create 20 videos in advance if I know that at least one or more are going to be pushed back to make room for a new video? That's a good question. Next caller. Well, anyway, seriously, the answer can be found in an old poem by Robert Burns. The best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. The 20 videos that I make are an insurance policy in case I cannot get out to making another video for that month because life happens, you know. Things come up, and I may or may not be able to get something done. So that's why I put these videos in place first so I know that there's going to be something. Plus, if I do create a new video, then I push the one that it replaces back to the next fall. So, if, you know, if I put one out for, like, let's say the 1st of January, the video that's there right now is going to be pushed back to July or August or sometime like that. So that's great. So that means when I have to create my next batch of 20 videos, I've already got at least one done if I have to push one back. And speaking of in the works, I've also completed a video for a game company, which will soon post if it has not already done so on Kickstarter. At the time that I record this 
podcast. It has not posted yet, so I will not jump the gun and talk about it. But by next month, if it has been posted, I will talk about it. And as with most videos of this nature, uh, it was a lot of fun to do. I really enjoy working with the company. And uh, it's always great to see you know things kind of um, in advance. And the videos I make are really for the Kickstarter to help you understand more about the game and whether it is right for you to go ahead and jump on the Kickstarter about. But speaking of things that are coming up, let's look at what's coming up for next month on Seek Out and Play. For the first Wednesday in December, Seek Out and Play presents a compilation of videos dedicated to Warfighter Korean War expansion packs. The Korean War is part of the Warfighter World War II set, featuring many of the weapons, gear, and more that came from the war to once again be used in Korea. The expansions do include new weapons, vehicles, tanks, gear, and more that arrived too late to be used during World War II. The video starts with a new introduction segment that highlights how the expansions can be used to recreate the famous battles of the Korean War. This is followed by previously released videos that cover each expansion so that you can see the cards included in each one. For the second Wednesday in December, Seek Out and Play presents a short video on how SITREP and service record cards work in Warfighter. For those who enjoy the Warfighter series, the video highlights how SITREP cards can change each mission which creates a new gaming experience. The SITREP cards are applied to the beginning of each mission, changing the character of the game. The service record cards showcase the experience of the soldiers participating in the conflict. These cards provide a short history of where the soldier has served and what capabilities they have gained with their experiences. For the third Wednesday in December, Seek Out and Play presents a new video on Castle Itter, part of the Valiant Defense series by DVG. The video focuses on the tactical cards and how they can help make the game more difficult for experienced players. The video is based on the rules found within the game, providing a visual demonstration of how the cards work. The video covers the advanced and elite level difficulties as stated in the Castle Itter rulebook. It is designed to help beginning players ease into the transition of playing with tactical cards that increase the challenges of the game. Check out more videos on Castle Itter and the many other games that we have when you visit the Seek Out and Play YouTube channel. We also have a podcast that comes out at the end of each month. We are also on Facebook and Twitter. And for those who want to support our channel and receive the episodes early, we have a Patreon page as well. Seek Out and Play produces a new video each week, so I will see you next Wednesday. Uh, as an aside, if the videos look familiar to you, if you're watching this on the YouTube channel, that's what I provide to Dan Pancaldi for his No Enemies Here weekly video, which comes out every Saturday morning. I've been doing this for Dan for the past several months, and it occurred to me that since um, I produce a month's worth of these videos in advance, why not use them for this podcast? Well, why not? <laughs> it seems like kind of a waste of time if I'm going to produce videos for him and not use it here. So the videos will still appear once a week on No Enemies Here. I send them to him every Wednesday. When one of my videos posts on Wednesday, 
I try to send it straight to Dan, the little uh, the ad that I make for it, straight to Dan right away. Sometimes I forget. That's always a, a terrible moment when I do that. But most of the time I send it to him on Wednesday. And uh, in fact, for the last No Enemies here that I watched, my video appeared right at the end of the broadcast. So that was that was really cool. So, But you can catch all those videos, the next three, uh, next month right here on Speak Out and Play. In this month's Warfighter Corner, I'm going to talk about word association. I bring up this topic because recently in the Warfighter Facebook page, I saw questions that dealt with different aspects of the game, most notably situations that arose because of an action or event card, and whether certain reactions could be made in response to those cards. One example is a question that was about a landing zone card that said roll for each soldier, and the result could possibly be a wound. The question was whether cards such as Lucky Helmet or keywords such as self-defense could counter that role or be used in response to that role. And in answering that question, word association is the key. Uh, That means that the cards or keywords that can be used in response must have words in them that can be used against that role. So that particular example that I used about a Uh, landing zone, uh, then in order to counter that, you have to have a card that has the same words. That's where word association comes in. It's a fast way to know what uh, the answer to the questions of whether your soldiers might be harmed and whether you can use such cards to counter that effect. So as an example, let's take a look at Lucky Helmet. It is a gear card that costs one resource point, and it states, you may expend after you suffer an attack to suffer no effect, Limit one per soldier. The first thing that you might notice is that you, your soldier, can only carry one helmet at a time. Of course, you can imagine carrying dozens of helmets into battle, and uh, that probably should remain in your imagination. But more importantly, the info states that it can only be used in response to an attack. Only hostiles attack you, which means that if you're trying to avoid something that's not an attack from a hostile, you have to read the card to see that it is doing that type of harm, such as an event, landing zone, action, or other card. If it does not say attack, then the lucky helmet isn't going to work. And that's the word association part that you need to apply if you have a doubt about whether you can respond with such a card. This also applies to other Warfighter cards and keywords as well, such as self-defense. Self-defense only works against a non-aircraft, non-vehicle hostile at range zero that is attacking you. If that specific condition is not met, then self-defense is not going to work. So Warfighter is really not a complex game. I've certainly played a lot more complex games than Warfighter. And there's a lot more complex games out there on the market. But it does have a lot of keywords, which means that it can be difficult for many people to remember what something does in the game. And that's where word association can play a role in narrowing down what something can or cannot do. So in other words, if it doesn't say it, then most likely it cannot do it. And now for the part of the podcast that is dedicated to that exclusive fan base of Wargamers who have their own YouTube channels or perhaps want to create 
a new YouTube channel in the near future. In other words, I'm talking to myself probably, but uh, hey, you know, I like this section, so that's why it's here. This little section of the podcast is what I do behind the scenes to create videos for the channel, and perhaps some of this information might be helpful to you if you're creating your own channel or want to participate on YouTube. Uh, and, and that's something I really encourage. If you've got some ideas, YouTube is free. And it's a great place to express them. So uh, if you want to, give it a try. And I've got other advice that I've put on previous Speak Out and Plays if you want to go back and listen to that. I have uh, recently purchased a mist filter and step up and step down rings. If those terms are lost on you, I don't blame you. <laughs> I hadn't heard about them until I was well into making these, this channel. Now, step up and step down rings are used on cameras so that filters of different sizes can be placed on the front of the lens. So that way, if you've got, because different lenses have different sizes. So instead of having to buy a different filter for each different lens, the step up and step down rings means that I can use one filter and then put the rings on and then put that filter onto that particular lens that I'm using for the camera. But the more important information is really about the mist filter. It is known as a one-eighth mist filter. And the mist filter is not designed to create mist on the video despite its name. But, you know, that's the image that I got when I first heard about it. Instead, what it's designed to do is create a bit more of a film-like look to the video. Long story short, most camera lenses, including the ones that are on your smartphone, are photography lenses, while television and movie productions use cinema lenses. And photography lenses are designed to be razor sharp, clean lines, you see every freckle, um, and it's perfect for the still image. Cinema lenses are sharp, but they're not that razor sharp. They don't have those clean lines. It, it has a more natural feel for lack of a of a better word for it. It works better for things that are moving. If you have a still image, you want it to be as sharp as possible. If you have something that's moving, if you're on video, you want it to be a little less sharp and a little more natural. Now, why don't I use cinema lenses? Because they can be pretty expensive. That's why. And a mist filter is designed to soften a photography lens just enough to create a film-like effect. Now, there's a lot more to creating a film-like effect than just softening the image with a mist filter. There's also lighting and color and composition and things like that. But the mist filter is usually a first step if you don't have a lot of money uh, to do it. And since a mist filter is pretty cheap, I thought I'd give it a go. And I've already done some test shots. And the difference between having the filter on and not having the filter on is really subtle. I can see it. Just barely. It's there, though. And I'm not sure how much of a difference will be noticeable to you. But I will start making videos uh, using the mist filter and uh, doing things like that to see, you know, how it works. And at the very least, what the mist filter does is it covers the main lens. So I get some protection for that lens in case I drop the camera. Although a cracked lens might be the least of my worries if I drop the camera. And that's all for this episode of Speak Out and Play. Thank you for listening. Be sure to keep up with the Seek Out and Play YouTube channel on our Facebook and Twitter or X pages. Plus, if you want to support the channel and receive the podcast and videos 48 hours in advance, I have a Patreon page as well. My videos are released on the same day each week, 
So I will see you next Wednesday. And if you see Sally, bring her all the way home.